So welcome back to the SNF podcast. I really appreciate the support you've been showing on the recent episodes. Today is going to be another good one. I'm joined by a very experienced personal trainer, someone with a load of knowledge and someone who I've been needing to get on this podcast for a long time and we've managed to make it happen. So I introduce you to Tom Phillips. Thank you for coming on, mate. I really do appreciate it. Not a problem, mate, at all. Thank you for having me on. So yeah, this has been needing to be done for a while. We're going to go through a variety of different questions and Tom's someone I've looked up to for a while. As I got to know you through James, so yes, my yeah, old lecturer. Um, you never came into my college. You have been with the previous years, though, haven't you? Yeah, I've been in a couple of times. Um, I went in and helped them out a little bit of the world skills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when they were doing some sort of pre-event stuff. He, he mentioned, uh, yeah. Few times to have a chat because we spoke about the stuff that you were doing when I was at college doing my course but you, yeah you never came in but mm. then I got across your social media and stuff and yeah. I liked the stuff that you were doing and someone Thanks, I man. needed to get in contact with so to start off <laughs> it's like how old are you when you first got into fitness because how old, how old are you now if you don't mind me asking I'm so I'm not far off 34 oh um, really I would um, not have thought that I, yeah, I thought you might have just you. I thought you might have just turned 30 no, I'll take that I'll take <laughs> Um, I've definitely aged quicker having a two-year-old in my own business. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I can imagine that being the case. So, yeah, how um, old were you when you first got into fitness? So, I first... So, similar sort of starting point to you, actually. I did the first ever year of the personal training course at South Downs College. No way, really? Um, and that was in 2003. Okay. So, that was a long time ago. That was a while ago, years ago was when I actually 17... did my, yeah, Wow. That was when I actually did my qualification. Um... I had no interest in it, to be honest. Really? I, you just you just done it for the... I had no thing. idea what I wanted to do. I had no direction. I picked sport at college because that's what my mates did, and I like playing football. I was going to say, yeah, were you doing no. any sports previously? And then, to be honest, it got to a point where, you won't remember it, but where the, the gym and the fitness centre and everything is there now, that yeah. was nothing, there was nothing there. Really? The gym, the gym used to be where the nurse's office is, where you're going into the sports hall. No way. That's what, That used to be the gym. and uh, That would have been tiny. Were, they were doing loads of renovation work and it basically got to winter and we couldn't play football outside anymore and they'd opened the new fitness centre. Yeah. So we're like, we started going to the gym, got it for free as a student, hung around the gym all the time. The lady was like, the lady there was like, look, if you all do your level two with me in the summer, two week intensive, I'll give three of you jobs behind the oh, desk. Oh, that's awesome. So we went and did that, worked at the fitness centre and she was like, well, what are you all doing next year? Because we were all only doing a one year B-Tech. Yeah. And uh, she was like, well, I'm running a personal training course. Uh, it's full time for a year why don't you come and do that it's kind of like why not why not give it a you go you know everyone working at the gym working at the fitness centre which was good getting experience we're running inductions you know sure. you know what it's like mate we're mostly cleaners yeah how did you uh, find that though alright or yeah it was a really good something... time mate yeah. it was a really good time in my life actually really good memories of that sort of era um, a lot of the guys that you might have known that were a lot older there were sort of new to teaching okay um, so people like Danny Sharrett, Ollie Jones, oh, yeah. got, uh, that were quite big influences <laughs> on me getting into fitness, particularly Danny. Yeah. Um, we're all very new teachers, same as James. So yeah. um, my first year working there and doing my level three was James's first year as a teacher. Yeah, I remember him saying. So, which that must, have been, uh, that must have been weird, kind of being roughly the same age. Yeah, it was. Like, um, he's a year older than me, so we're sort of almost the same age. And obviously... We, become very good friends over the years. Yeah. You know, and you know yourself, like, how 
Firstly, I think he's probably the most intelligent person I've ever met. Yeah, I was gonna. I hands down, I could say the same. It's it's it's, it's crazy. And he's you know he's been uh, a teacher of mine. He's been a colleague when I went on to work at the college afterwards. Yeah, you know, I've been a good friend for a long time. So yeah, they were big influences on me getting into fitness from for there. Sure. And then uh, I kind of didn't really know what to do with myself. Left college after that level three. I spent about six months working at a gym. Okay. Before the college asked me to go back. Really? To work there. Oh, amazing. So I kind of didn't actually go full-time personal training, as in my sole source of income, until three years ago. Really? So, sort of, yeah, 15 years, six, 14 years later. Wow, I, I would I not have thought that. full-time personal training. It's the first time in my career as a personal trainer that this has been my sole income. Well, you... Because you've got quite a lot of knowledge within the personal training industry, like with the stuff that you put on social media. So, have you done anything uni-wise related? Like, you've done any courses there, or just Not off your own back, just knowledge and yeah, stuff? Yeah, um, life experience counts yeah. for a lot. So, and, uh, what you know, were? Because next question was like, what were like your first couple of jobs? So, you said you were working in the gym, just yeah. Uh, were you in that gym as well? Were you still doing inductions and stuff for people? Still doing inductions. Yeah. Still doing bits and pieces, writing basic programs for people. Back in the day, then it wasn't like this. Now we're still how old are you? Like seventeen, eighteen? So, yeah, like eighteen years old. And there was a sort of core group of us that were all got on really well there. We were still writing programs on bits of card, you yeah. know, putting a lot in the gym for people. Yeah. And um, I was then working as an LSA, as a learning support assistant at the college. Okay. Yeah. with public services okay. which is why they asked me to work for them on public services was basically really? they wanted somebody who was fit in shape who could help out with all the fitness stuff running circuit classes you know helping on the runs helping sure. on the fit. so and that was sort of where I got into it a bit more and started enjoying it myself yeah so were you when you started doing like the P-Tech stuff at college were you working out yourself then still or, no no you weren't so how old were you when you first started like working out properly 16 yeah. when I first started training and that was because we had one lesson a week where we used to do circuits when okay. Danny Sharrett used to run it for us Yeah, and I was doing um, B-Tech in sport so it's what I did what became the football academy ah oh, I see got you so and Dan being good at both and being ridiculously annoyingly good shape yeah. used to run all <laughs> of the classes so um, that was kind of what got me into it I really got hooked doing like the circuit style it was very military style yeah it was fun um, from the guys on the, the personal training course sorry the um, the military prep courses and so it was lots of dips chin ups shuttle runs you know very circuit style yeah and that was kind of what got me hooked on it found that I was quite good at it found that I could push myself quite yeah. a lot and I quite enjoyed it. And then, um, yeah, I kind of took that different route of coming back into working in the college then and sort of decided to go and stepped away from fitness a little bit. But this whole time I still worked in the gym. So how, how long was the time that you worked at college for? So when you came back? I was there for five years in total. Oh, wow. So I think I left there then when I was 24. And then, because you, uh, you worked at Midhurst where I worked, didn't you? So yeah. did you go there straight after or no? No, I went, I went back then to Westgate. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So Midhurst was still run by the council then. By um, it wasn't owned by Westgate at that point. So I went back to Westgate and was doing a combination of um, fitness instructor work and personal training just on the side. Yeah. And then again, uh, switched roles a little bit and went into sales. And yeah. Okay. Personal trained on the side again. So this whole time, then I was personal yeah. training, you know, before and after work, 
That uh, so how old are you then? Sorry, so you uh, twenty six. So twenty six uh, was when you like twenty six okay. now, and I was sort of doing that. that twenty six was when you started doing the personal training, but only three years ago was when you it was your sole income, like you said. Yeah, that was yeah. when it became that I needed to to sort of transition fully. Yeah, yeah. And then the Midhurst thing came up because the gym I was working for, Westgate in Chichester, was uh, taking control of it, and as you know, we're knocking down the old building, which yeah. was terrific. And put in that nice flash new one. I was gonna say I, I never saw that, and everyone was said to me though, "I'm glad bad. you didn't." <laughs> you, honestly, it was so bad. So they got a nice fancy gym, and they basically sent me up there to train the staff on all the sales system. Okay. So I sort of spent six months up there, and again was commuting between the two. Not that it's a particularly long commute. I was living in Portsmouth yeah. then. Oh, were you? Oh, okay. Um, I was living in Portsmouth and commuting up to Midhurst, doing my days there. Oh, that's a that's a, tr- that's a trek that, especially yeah, from Portsmouth. Especially as for about the first two months, I didn't realise there was a turn off the A3 for Midhurst. Yeah. So I was coming off and going through Petersfield and it was taking me even longer. No. <laughs> oh, that is long. I didn't even realise. It, it, it takes me about 15, 20 minutes from Petersfield. Yeah. So I was coming off at Petersfield and going that way <laughs> and added on that time onto my journey. That's so. awful. Because then you're changing the base now. So if you were to go to uh, Westgate and it's not yeah. far from Portsmouth at all, is it? Not at all, no, no it, it wasn't too bad, that commute wasn't so bad, my partner at the time was working in Chichester as well, so yeah. it made it quite convenient for both of us. So, um, what, um, when did you, um, sorry, so when you first became a personal trainer, were you employed by Everyone Active, or were you like self-employed at the time? I, so I suppose cut a, a real quick jump ahead in there, basically after yeah. I got really fed up with sales there, thought, right, if I'm quite good at sales, I can earn a lot more money doing something else, selling something else than I can gym memberships. Yeah. So I sold my soul to the devil and went into car sales for a little while. Oh, did you? How long um, did you do that for? Like four months I lasted. Ah, okay. Before I realised, I needed that to make me realise, actually, that was the kick for me. I was like, I need to get back into fitness. fitness. That's what you realised. That wasn't quite the whole story because then I got offered another job working for Portsmouth Football Club. Um, awesome that's great and running with uh, with a youth program there and so that came up because a friend of mine was the manager and he was like I'd love you to come and work there that lasted sort of 18 months but that oh so you still that's still a good sufficient amount yeah, of time that sort of two year period though of car sales and working at the football club made me really realise that I wanted to get back into to personal training I didn't realise you had done that that's actually really impressive yeah, that's was, good yeah there's a lot of you can fit in that time mm. frame mate that's um, crazy so I've had quite a roundabout route to actually ended up where I am now, yeah. so three years ago, and I went completely all in. It basically got to December sort of time, I think late November, I had a bit of an issue with a couple of people at work, basically they, I got pulled into a meeting, they were like, look, we're quite a small team, they were like, yeah. look, we don't think you're interested, we don't think you're pulling your weight, and I was like, yeah, you're right, like I've got no desire to be here. Like It wasn't good at all, but it yeah. took me that, realising... And at this time, I was doing maybe 15 sessions a week, PT, okay. sort of before and in the evening. Yeah. And that was taking its toll, going into work at sort of half five, six, doing PT sessions, driving yeah. back to Portsmouth, working it's, at the football club till five, driving back to Chichester, doing another two or three sessions. I found that hard from Midhurst to Petersfield, let alone from Midhurst, Portsmouth, Chichester, like, that's crazy. Yeah, it really does take its toll. And then I just went in one day, handed him a notice, I was like... I'm done January the 1st, that's it. Went Good straight thing. in, self-employed at Westgate. Wow. I was like, look, I need to earn, I need to work out, I need to do about 17 sessions a week to sort of break even, pay my mortgage, pay my rent, stuff like that. Yeah. 
I was like, well, I'm doing about sort of 14, 15 a week now. Yeah. If I one or two new clients, I'm set. Did they come with you when you went and did that? So those yeah, clients you had? Yeah, luckily I was, I was still there. I was still at Westgate at that point. So it's kind of made it a little bit easier on the transition. But I did just go all in. I was like, that's it. I'm going self-employed, pay my rent. Good Done. I want, I want as much flexibility yeah, as myself. And yeah, sort of. How do you how do you find that now with like the that flexibility that freedom like you're your own boss? It's I think it's misconstrued by people yeah. and a lot of that comes from you know people taking pictures of them sat on a beach in Bali with a MacBook. Oh yeah, don't, yeah, yeah let's nice let's get style. into that yeah because people think the whole passive income of just sat yeah. there like I'm going to enjoy myself with a cocktail while my money just kind of exactly comes that. in but people don't understand it's, the workload that comes behind that like you exactly could still be that. on a beach chilling enjoying yourself. But yeah. that's still only going to last for a period of time. Like people who are doing um, drop shipping or selling stuff on Amazon and things yeah. like that, it's like you still have to put the hard work in to do it. But then when your product eventually burns out, you go from making maybe say 50 grand a, a month, even some people, to then it just goes to a couple of hundred. Exactly. Yeah. And you got it again then. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I like the fact that I can have. I, it's, it's, it's something that I think is sort of a really bad personality trait of mine, but I hate being told what to do. Like, I despise being told what to do. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I, I know big, what you mean. That was a big thing for me, and I was getting more and more frustrated in roles with managers <laughs> when I was getting told to do things. And the answer when I asked why was because I said so. You know, and I was like, Ah, yeah, uh, yeah like, that would grind my gears. This isn't for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to be making the decisions, and like, I'm. I, you know, I'll hold my hands up and like I want to be the one that makes the decisions because then it's my fault if that goes wrong. For sure. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And that works best for me because now if I, you know, and I've, I've made bad decisions, I've made, you know, things that haven't worked out, but you, you learn from them, right? So it's only a bad decision for if sure. you keep repeating it. Like, otherwise, it's just learning. Yeah. So, you know, things haven't gone 110% the whole way, but definitely much better. Uh, having the flexibility when I want to take time off yeah. to be in my family is without question not having to hand in a holiday form and have to work out who yeah. else is on holiday on that week and have to organise it and you work know, if I it, want yeah. to go away on holiday in two weeks at a drop of a hat I'll go yeah. you know it rarely happens because like you said you're, you're accountable for your own business Just, but yeah. the option of having it there if I want to take an afternoon off to go and spend with my son and my fiance then I can yeah. and not have to worry about have I got any holiday left on my form or you know, have I got any time it's always there. annoying I realised that as well like when I was at the Grange I never had any holiday because mm. I, I just worked everything around the point where like I didn't I didn't need anything like where I was enjoying my yeah. job so much yeah. I, I, I didn't want to go on holiday and then that's a cliche yeah. term and people are like oh you should have a job that you enjoy and stuff like this but I was like when you generally do, do I, right? and they were like oh Scott have you taken your holiday yet and this was like after summer I was like no. Oh, no, I never took any holiday. Yeah. And because you just you build the relationship with your clients. So like I got in, I got excited to go and see my client because I wanted to see how she or he had done within the week since we last had our session, the ups and downs that they might have had, and those relationships that you build up. I was like, oh, this is great. I didn't actually want to go on holiday. Like I didn't want to go and sit on a beach, um, in Spain or something. Like Absolutely. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to be in the gym and I wanted to work. Yeah, it's, it's good, right? You've been enjoying it, haven't you? Yeah, and back to when you said about not being told what to do, saying that's a bad personality trait. I wouldn't say it's a bad personality trait. To an extent, I get what you, I get what you mean. I had that when um, I first started working at Waitrose. So when I was 15, I was working yeah. in a cafe, and I was... I literally would work like a seven-hour shift. I got like £4 an hour, but I'd get like t- a 10-minute break to eat a sandwich. Once I was yeah. finished, I'd get back to work. Which, you know, look back at that now, it's probably 
that you can't do. That's I think that's a, that's illegal, isn't it? I think. But, yeah. yeah. But it made me realize I just I'll just work. But I went to Waitrose, and you said you got into arguments with managers. I was exactly the same. A manager would, she wouldn't, she would get me to do my work through fear, not yeah. through out of respect. So she management. Yeah, she'd shout at me and be like, "You have to do this. You have to do that. Otherwise, if you don't, this is going to happen." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh wow, I need to get my work done." Not because. Yeah okay, I respect her because she works really hard. It's just she was telling me what to do. I had to do it. And there'd be, there'd be times where one time she caught me on my phone, which, you know, I'll say it was, it was bad. It was bad. And yeah, and, you know, she had a grudge against me ever since. But then one time I caught her down the aisle and she was on the phone to her son, just like talking about a story and another person was next to her that they were trying to talk about. And I was there just yeah. like, you're meant to be setting an example to me. So I pick her up on everything. And you, like you mentioned, oh, it's because um, I said so. I, I, it never worked. I was, like, I was like, we need to work together here. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm at the time I was only 18 years old, but I was like, this isn't right. And I went in, had a meeting with my manager, and it was like my end of year review. And they said to me, look, look you're going to have to bite your tongue. You, you, you can't answer back. She's a manager. I was like, that's not fair. Like, I, I should be able to um, talk about this and get out there. And it was like, All right, well, tomorrow morning you've got your training to do. So I went upstairs, did my on tra- online training, and then handed in my notice as well. Done. At the end of that day, then I was gone because I said to myself, I was like, yeah, I've I got to leave here. Went full time into um, everyone active at the Grange. Yeah. I said, I'll be there for a year for experience. And then went and did my own stuff, started yeah. my PT business. It was, and it was a good place, I think, for, I think, yeah. like, I think it was a really nice mixture. In, I think it was a good size. You had a good manager there as well, and Jason. Yeah, Jason's Jason's I know great. Very well. Yeah, Jason's great. But fifteen years. That's you know. why I respect Jason and some other managers I've been a part of because like yeah. they work hard and it's yeah. it's infectious, isn't it? If you if you're around people like it's you're a percentage of the people you hang around with. So yeah, if your manager's absolutely. lazy, you're like, well, why why should I do my job? Exactly that. And exactly yeah, and that. he he helped me a lot. He gave me a good platform, but it just got good to guy. the point as I came to like my tenth month there, I was like. I would like more than this. Like it wasn't challenging me enough. Like no disrespect. I love Midhurst. It helped me so well. But like I had the same clients over like all the time. Like it was just yeah. like elderly lot. And you know, there's still a lot to learn there. But I was like, I want maybe some younger people too. Other people yeah. have other injuries and stuff. So it keeps me learning, keeps me improving. That's what I was like. Absolutely. That's what I was like. I'm someone that, and I don't know if you're like this, but my motivation comes from uh, a lot of pressure. So for example, if my money and my income is based on myself, then yeah. I'll work 15 plus hour days to make sure that I can build the report with clients, I can keep the income coming in. And I like that struggle from starting from scratch and then looking back in a year's time going, oh well, I created that, Like that's amazing. Yeah. And it's a good feeling. Yeah. So you've now gone from doing all that, came away, did your own PT. Now you've actually opened up your own gym with two other personal trainers as well? Yeah. So run us through yeah. that. So how did that come into fruition? How did this, that come about? It was complete happenstance mate actually I was really? in uh, I was in Waitrose in Chichester and I bumped into so I actually went for an interview at uh, Grenade the Grenade Fit in Chichester uh, yes uh, I'm familiar with it yeah now closed down and I got down to the last couple of people and I didn't get the job and I was full time at Pompey still then yeah and uh, they were quite honest with me they were like look this is not for somebody of like your age and your experience this is for somebody who's learning who's new Okay. Um, you know, it's a salary job role, and I thought it would just help me sort of get my foot back in the door. Um, coincidentally, Tom got the job. Really? <laughs> so Tom left the tennis club then to go to, to Grenade, and I kind of knew him just from train. He used to train in Westgate. 
and they were prepping for a photo shoot at the time and his, his friend Chris uh, was training there as well so I kind of got to know them a little bit I knew Tom a lot more than I knew Chris yeah and um, got really chatted with him thought he was a really good young trainer so yeah. I followed social media things like that I knew that he'd learn a lot from, from Grenade I knew the coaches that he was he was around you know he was in there working day to day with Adam Boyd Brown and Ollie Carson okay you know two of the best coaches in the industry and so I knew that he was, he was a good coach and I bumped into a guy called David who used to work at Westgate a few years ago who owned yeah. Elitus, part of Elitus. Okay. They've been here in this building that we're in for about seven years. But he said to me, like, out of interest, I don't suppose you'd be interested in coming to work in like our studio. And I was like, well, not like for you, no. No. Like, I wouldn't for you. I was like, and then I kind of clocked. I was like, you're going for the grenade building, aren't you? I was like, you want to get a new building? He was like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> who told you that? I was like, Dave, it's Chichester and it's the fitness industry. I was like, everyone knows everything. I was like, yeah. I know the grenade closing down. Yeah. Um, and I know that you guys are looking for a bigger facility. He was like, well, we, you know, we might be interested. I was like, okay, Dave, look, let's just be upfront about it. I was like, if you get grenade, I will take your studio off your hands. Amazing. And I kind of made that decision there and then that I was going to come in no matter what. Yeah. But the deal was that I picked who came in. So I was like, whether I take on. Yeah. So I, we kind so of. So are you the manager? We, no, 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 not at all. No, okay. we, we sublet off them, so we're all okay. here in our own right. We sublet off them, but I kind of made the decision. I was like, whether I take that on myself, like all of the rent myself, and yeah. then I find two people to almost sub sub rent off me, okay, or whether we do it together and we all go in. I was like, I kind of made that decision. This would be perfect for me. Really private studio, great equipment, really good location, central to Chichester. Yeah, um, and I messaged Tom. Said, look. I'd love for you to come in. Like, I know that he'd left Grenade at this point and gone to the Hive, which is the CrossFit gym. Is that so in Chichester? Yeah. You got, there's a load of gyms in Chichester, isn't there? Loads of gyms. I didn't even um, realise. Because you have David Lloyd's, you have yeah. Westgate, you have, obviously now yours, you have these people yeah. you've just spoken about. That's already four. You had Grit, Core Results. There's three Elitists. Like, there's three of the buildings that we're in. There's one in Oakland's Park. That's six one already. Then there's the Fit Joy Studio. That's eight. You've got, you've got the um, Active Forty Five guys. That's nine. Wow. Okay, um, that's a lot. Like, and then yeah, and then you sort of on the outskirts, you've got even more. You've got the CrossFit uh, Chichester on the main road in Lavin. Damn. You know, like within a, a small area, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Tom had sort of already decided at this point that he was where he, wherever he was going to go next, he was going to go with Chris. Okay. Um, they've kind of been grown up together, friends for a long time. I was like, well, that's cool. I don't know if we'll get three of us in here. Pop down. You know, I sort of know Chris a little bit. Pop down, let's have a chat, see if it works. They loved it. We loved it. Within sort of two months, you know, we'd all handed our notice in and moved and uh, we were here. How did you find that experience to finally go, that's it. I'm not relying on someone like a bit of income from another company. It's, this is all on me. Yeah. How did you find that jump? I mean, because like you said, you have a you have a fiance and a child. Got so a fiance and a child and a mortgage. I, I don't need to I don't need to worry about that. Like, no. I'm like, I haven't got anyone else to worry about. As long as I can still pay no. my rent at home, I'm fine. You're okay. Yeah, I mean, it's all like you said though about sort of being under pressure. And I know you you know a lot about working on mindset and things like that. I'm very much a believer that people thrive in the face of adversity. I I hundred percent agree. Yeah. If you've got no choice, like I work best when I'm backed up against the wall. Uh, exactly the same I'm, as me. And that's because I'm a horrific procrastinator, and it <laughs> makes me. You are describing <laughs> me right now. <laughs> so, uh, I will get stuff done, and it will be to a good standard. But if I've got a week to do it, I'll do it the last day. 
Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. that, that's me. And now it's taken me a lot of what well, I to go off that. That's equally the same for decision making. And I found when I'm forced to make decisions, <clears throat> I will make a decision yeah. uh, based on my sort of gut instinct. And that's helped me a lot. Having a child changed my entire process. How old's your child, if you don't mind me asking? So Oakley is two years, three months now. Okay. Um, so having Oakley allows me to reverse engineer every process, every decision. Yeah. Is, is this the best decision for my son? Like, if the answer is, 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 is a no, then you don't even entertain the thought. No. You know? And that helps if opportunities get presented to me. Like, with anything, yeah. the first question that I ask is, is, is this best for my family? Yeah. And so it really helps me have that end point to reverse engineer decisions from. Whereas before, you know, it's re- you know, it's like in the fitness industry, opportunities come at you left, right, and center. For sure. Like, and it's really easy to get distracted with all sorts of different things. That you can do. Whereas now, it's like, no, like that, that's not, not priority. So you, so you know where you're going with your business. It's helped me right a lot from that respect. Yeah. Um, and I always say to people, in a lot of ways, I wish I had children younger. I think I would have been more successful by now if I'd have had children younger. Ah, because um, how, how, how did that switch your mindset? You know, how did you look at life before to now? I know you said that everything goes through um, your son, but yeah. how did that make, as a person, how has that made you grow um, like mentally? Oh, huge, like huge. I never wanted children, right? Like, oh, really? I, I never wanted children. I never wanted to get married. Like, it was an ongoing joke with, like, my inner circle of friends. You know, I was sort of going to be alone and have no, no, no family. <laughs> you know, um, my ex-partner yeah. more or less left me because of those reasons. Because, oh, you know, okay. we'd been together for, for five years and she was like, well, if you don't want to get married and have children, which I didn't, She's like, there's not really much point in us being together. Wow, okay. Because um, that's what I want. I was like, yeah, yeah. you're right. So uh, then sort of very quickly met Juliet and that sort of changed altogether. Within yeah. sort of, within two years, we got engaged, been travelling, bought a house, got pregnant. Wow. It's, <laughs> so just, it's, it's, just, it's just all about finding the right person, I guess, isn't it? It the is, and definitely, I was a little bit older at that point then yeah. as well. You know, I was sort of 28 when I met Juliet. Okay. Sort of 20, 21 when I met Lauren, so... There was a bit of a change in yeah, mentality. mentality. I was yeah. a different person by that age. You are, yeah, you are though. It, you, you'd be surprised how much a year can change you. Absolutely, and you know, and I'd be worried if you don't. Like, oh saying, yeah, without a doubt. If you're not changing within a year, like there's something wrong. Like that's that's when For you sure. should be developing. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm much more driven. I was never, I'm never a competitive person. I was never a driven person. Yeah. Um, before Juliet and Oakley, so and that sort of I spent most of my time playing the Xbox in my spare time. Yeah. I, Don't be wrong, I had a really good KD on Call of Duty, <laughs> but it didn't get me anywhere. Do you know no. what I mean? I was living in Portsmouth with a couple of housemates. Spent a lot of time going out drinking. It's it's different when you have something, somebody else to do it for, somebody else to fight for. Whereas when it's for yourself, you know, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, I can have a couple of days off, whatever. But when it's like you have a child and stuff, it's like I'm benefiting for their future. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's completely different. Makes it much easier to sacrifice things that I previously wouldn't have sacrificed. Yeah, I, was sure. said, I was too selfish to have children. That was one of my reasons. I was saying yeah. I'm too selfish. Too many things. In, in, what, in what way? There's just too many things that I wasn't ready to, to give up. Like I really enjoyed at that time. I've always had a really close group of friends that I spent a lot of time with. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that at that age revolved around going out drinking, if I'm honest. You know, yeah. that's that what we did. I was playing football a lot. I was really into sport. You know, I played football with a really close group of friends as well. 
was playing Saturdays and it was you know quite serious. So it was taking up a lot of time training things like that. So look, there's a lot of things that mm. I'm not willing to sacrifice at the minute. Yeah, I have children, and I, at that time I couldn't see myself ever wanting to sacrifice that. Yeah. You know, I've rolled on that now, and I couldn't think of anything worse than going out and getting hammered <laughs> on a Saturday night. You know, do you, do you know what's funny? I'm 20 years old, and I feel like that already. Yeah, but then you've, I think, from watching you, uh, you know, on on your social media and things, you've grown quite quickly. From bear in mind that what three years, two years ago, you were in college. Yeah, buying, and now you're at where you're at. So it's. I think that I don't think you'd be where you were if you had the opposite mindset. That's true, and I think I, I'd give I'd credit a fair bit of my that that being having James as a lecturer. Mm. It, yeah. I if I had if I didn't have James as a lecturer, I still would have found this path, but I don't think it would have been for a couple more years. Not quite as quick. No, he's a very charismatic person. Yeah. Isn't he? Um, he has un, what I've always found that I've liked most about James, both as a friend. A, he calls me out on any of my nonsense. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. But he's always had an unwavering belief in my ability. Yeah. In it's whatever a, I've decided to do. It's a nice feeling, yeah. And it is, you know, you're like, and he, he's still someone, like, like we, we attested to earlier, probably the single most intelligent person I've ever met. Yeah, have um, But he also genuinely cares, like genuinely. You can't fake... Mm that type of genuine and, and for that long like for two yeah. years that I was at college I felt yeah. that every time I went into a classroom with him you yeah. couldn't keep that up and no not at all and he cares you know to the point that he rewrote a personal training course just because he he knew that he could develop personal trainers better yeah delivering his course rather than something that was handed to him yeah you know I, and I, I wouldn't know where to start with that <laughs> no like honestly like and he, he's but he dedicates his whole life to learning. Yeah. And that shows, you know. But he's still the person that I go to now. Like, if I need advice or sort of anything like fitness or yeah. that, he's the best I contact. Yeah. What? Especially, yeah. Like, every time. Like, the, he, the way he was able to teach me was to the point, like, every time I do something now, in my head, I'm like, it's not, oh, would James be proud of me? I'm like, how, yeah. would, how would James go around doing that? Yeah, exactly. Is that, because he's always told me, like, be efficient, you know, um, do things. Um, like the right way do things be, be kind all, all this stuff yeah. and I come to do things I'm like yeah is is that right my mindset would be like how he taught me and it, it's yeah. crazy how being around somebody like that's now how I want to that's what I want to put into my business with my clients is like I want them to go through their day to day like normally I'd sit here and I'd have all this really bad food but from what Scott told me in how he's change my mindset I, I, I need to save that for another day or things like that it's, it's, cra- teacher, yeah. right? it, it's crazy how much of an effect that has on you and that's, that, what, that's what made me realise like surrounding myself by watching your content and other people is I am like I said earlier a big believer in you are a percentage of the people you hang around with if you hang around with people that are losers and they're going around getting high every single weekend or even every day getting drunk and not doing everything if you hang around yeah. that you're going to be in that circle oh. Hugely. And being here with Chris and Tom has really um, developed me as a coach. Oh, I, can, I can imagine so, yeah. Hugely developed me as a coach. Being surrounded by two of the most positive, driven people that I've ever sort of been around. Yeah. Because um, imagine that. Imagine if you came into your job and they were, they just brought the energy down all the time, the morale. Like They came in, they didn't even feel like they wanted to do their, their job. You'd be like, holy shit, like, I don't want, do I want to do this? That's what it felt like for me being in a commercial gym. There yeah. was... There was too much drama and too many other things that are now here 
we are in complete control of the atmosphere in our studio yeah. from day to basis. And it's something that we pride ourselves on is the so how both relaxed but professional our atmosphere is. Yeah. And that was out of my control in another studio. So I knew I was doing all these things. I spent so much time learning, you know, hours spent with companies like Lift the Bar, learning about all these things, about creating community. You know about yeah. Really you, you, you got me. Clients. I came across them because of you. They're they're helpful. They're, they're, if that's one thing that anyone takes away from this podcast, listening to that wants to get into fitness, it is find thirty nine pound a month and pay lift the bar. Yeah, like there is nothing else that I've come across that will teach you to be an effective, passionate, and caring personal trainer like lift the bar. Will. Yeah, I I, I I don't have that money yet to put aside for it. But yeah. I'm, I'm following their uh, Instagram and everything and just seeing the stuff they post. Great. I mean, Greg Slater is one of the best coaches I've ever seen work. Yeah. He, like, again, he's just his dedication and his passion has, you know, he's unbelievable. Greg, and Greg Slater. Greg Slater's the head of education for Lift Bar. Yeah. Okay, so, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he'll be the guy with the really good arms in all the videos that they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just then, but, I tried to put a name to the face. Yeah, I, I remember. And I've had the pleasure of meeting them all on a few occasions. Have you? You know, they're oh, great man. guys. I've been to some seminars and workshops and things, and they've all been there. And they genuinely care. All right? And that, again, that's why they're so successful, because they care about developing yeah. not just run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter PTs. You know, when there's 10 colleges in half an hour churning out another 30 PTs a year. Yeah. Like... You've got to be better, and this is what I say. This industry is saturated, but yeah. I don't think it's overly competitive. No, it's uh, yeah. very easy to, you know, <clears throat> there are so many average trainers because they're not willing to develop themselves. I mean, no. I don't know how you feel, but a certain, I know I know the level of education you received, yeah, comparatively to the level of education I received, yeah, thirteen years previous, yeah. And I can tell you now for a fact that I learned nothing on my personal training course. Yeah. There is no way that I should have been charging people for personal training 10 years ago. Yeah. Because my what I knew is it was less than basic. Yeah. You know, And I didn't know anything about the psychological and mental factor of working with clients. I didn't know yeah. anything about uh, you know, creating communities for people to thrive in with like-minded people. You know, going down lift the bar route and learning about things like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Things like that. I didn't know anything about that. I knew how to write a program that was poor because I didn't I hadn't practiced it. Yeah. Um you know, and tell people a little bit about nutrition. But we're in the an era now where we can access so much knowledge from so sure. many good people. Without a doubt. That there's no excuse. There there's is, no, in my mind, there's no excuse like, to not yeah. Daily. For sure, like you mentioned there, like the education I received from compared to you, like I still feel like a basic personal trainer. Like with everything that was crammed into the two years of my course, I wasn't going to retain everything. Everything I learned was just to pass an exam. And now I still have all the documents and stuff online. Yeah. I go through them. I go through them daily. I, I think I, I upset the year below you a little bit when I oh went really? in, and I, I said on my, I, it was miscon, it was misconstrued again. Like they took it the wrong way. Oh, okay. And I wasn't talking about them specifically, but like I said, we've just spoken about James, head of fitness at Southland College, right? Yeah. Um, and I know the level of education that you received, and I know that sure. they're not much better um, because of the reasons we spoke about. So after I'd spent the day there with the students, and I kind of I was speaking on my social media, some of my stories on Instagram, saying that it really hit home to me that 
even going full time to to college every day, learning to be a personal trainer, a year is not enough. Oh, it's, it's not. It's not enough. It's not. And they unfortunately took that that I said they are all crap. Which is no, not it, it's all. not at all. I can it I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that now, and and some of them listen to the podcast. I can vouch for that now as well. Is you all the really good personal trainers in this industry are around thirty years older, roughly about. They they are thirty years or older. A long time. Yeah. There is so many subtle intricacies to learn about personal training. Yeah. That they come with life skills. Like I've I've transitioned. Like I said, I'm thirty four. Like I've done so. We spoke earlier how many jobs I've done. Yeah. How many situations I've been in. All of that now allows me to to speed up my process of working with people, you know. So that will yield inevitably better results because you, Without a doubt. you dealt with all of the obstacles that you're going to work with with clients. Yeah. I mean, there'll still be things now that crop up that oh, you've yeah. never encountered, but that's so much harder. And that just that just comes with experience. Yeah. But you can speed that up if you truly dedicate yourself. Exactly. Like, I'm 20 years old now. That gives yeah. me 14 years to be in your position that you're currently in. <laughs> I think you're going to be way above that. If, if, you, if you think 14 years and you love the game and you put yeah. your heart and soul into everything, like 14 years from what you are now is in, incredible. You, you look at the two years you had at college, like I learned nothing. Yeah. No matter how good the education was, which is incredible. Yeah. Because the, the one thing I took away from the course that didn't teach me was the, the actual life skills of being a personal trainer in a sense of the experience on the gym floor. Yeah. Like yes, you 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 like. I'm um, sorry. You like do like role play with it, and you do your assessments and stuff. But it doesn't until you do it with a client who's paying you money. You don't have that motivation to go. I need to make this the best. No, absolutely. Because when money comes into play, like if if you want to make a fair bit of money being a PT as well, like there's only so many clients you can have until you're like working like ten hour day pluses, and like you with the work life balance. You have to charge still a fair bit of amount of money to make your living yes. and everything. So you have a good yeah. bundle. And if you're not meeting that with the correct service, then one, your name's going to get out there and people are just going to say your work's awful and that you don't take pride in it. And yeah, it, it's something that you have a lot of pressure for because someone's investing their money. They believe in you. You need to give them a reason Absolutely. to. Yeah, it, 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 takes, it takes time. So for anyone like... One person I follow, like Gary Vee, a lot of people online, where it's like, yeah. this is a this is a process. Like the you familiar with Gary Vee? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like yeah. him. I know yeah. a lot of people don't, but yeah, but but again, he's someone like James who calls you out on your bullshit. Like, yeah. people sit yeah. there like a lot. Problems with my my age as well is people want to use the word of flex on other people. They want to get loads of money so they can show you a nice fancy car, a nice watch that they have. But it's like this is materialistic. Like absolutely. this is. You're not. Ha- what effect are you having on? If I can change somebody's life, and this might sound cliche as well, I want to be a new version of a millionaire, which is trying to affect a million people. That's yeah. that's an audacious goal to have. I like it. No, I like it. But I, I don't care about having millions of pounds. If I can get by, I can help my family out if they need it. I can go on a couple of holidays if I want to. Great. But if I know that I've had an effect on somebody's life, amazing. It's worth a lot more, right? Oh, without a doubt, priceless. It's- it does make um, personal training quite a unique industry. Yeah. In that sense, that I agree with you totally. Like our sole focus, and if you don't genuinely care about your clients, like they will know that, and you'll be found out very quickly. With hundred um, percent. 
And in the era of Instagram trainers, that's fine. You know, if you've got a million followers, by the time 30,000 people have bought your rubbish that you've sold them for $40, yeah. and they've realised it's rubbish and will never follow you again, no. another 30,000 people have followed you and do the same thing. Like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Yeah. But when you genuinely want to help people, you still have to look after yourself. And you, 100%. If you, you can't help other people build their house if your, you know, if your own isn't structurally sound. Yeah. And yeah. that is a big lesson that I've learned over the last eighteen months with personal training. I've like helped people out, um, offering like cheaper services and things like this, just because I, I I know their situation. I know that it's yeah. genuine, um, and I and, really want to help yeah. people. And then inevitably, I'm I'm left then with with a, an unsteady business at the end of the day yeah. and then that causes you to have more problems later on so it's a, it's a very unique industry in that regard I think sure. that it is all about the client it is. But it's got to be about you first still yeah and again if you don't look if you don't look if you don't think after your own health you can't give your clients 100% exactly and then your business will evidently long term fail and I'm learning this now I've realised it like I thought oh you know I, I started out giving a load of free services to people when I was at college yeah. Uh, for practice, I was I had like eight friends I made programs for. I was like, look, can I just make you a program? Can I get some practice? And you know, I got a fair few results from it. Then I started get my name out there again. I made some free programs, but it yeah. got to the point like I was doing all this work. I was working hard, not working smart, because at the time, like I I hadn't developed my business mindset. I was like, no, I'm just I'm getting all these people around me, but it's like, yeah, but they're not paying any money. And then when it yes. came to paying money, at majority of them dropped off. I think I had exactly out of I had, I made it probably about 16 programs for 16 different people and two people stayed on. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I now need to make a living from this. Like it, it's not Tough. easy. So how, how have you, so how have you dealt with like main, maintaining a good work life balance? So in regards to like structuring your business and then like everything at home and stuff, like how has that been challenging? What difficulties have you faced? And do you feel like you're in a good position now? within the last 18 months? Yeah, being brutally honest, it's one of the things that I think I'm worst at. Okay, work-life balance. And yeah. I'll be, yeah, and I'll be, I posted about this the other day actually on Instagram about balance. I, again, I think it's something that, which is misinterpreted by people. Yeah. Like, balance isn't going to happen on a day-to-day basis. No, you it, are, it, it there fluctuates. There's no way that you are going to be able to do do you know what I mean? We're filled at the minute, and again, I know you follow a lot of the same things as me, but if you followed everything everyone to do, that every morning you'd have had a cold shower, meditated for half an hour, performed yoga, gratitude <laughs> journaled, daily listed, had black coffee, had your supplements, trained, and then got to work. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't happen. So I, there are periods of time when something has to be your primary focus, yeah. and it means that other things will suffer. For sure. And that may be your family, that may be your friends, that may be... There are periods where everything will have to take a back seat in order for you to excel in one area. 100%. But... Yeah, so true. Once that is done, you can then afford to shift your focus and spend more time focusing on something yeah, else. Yeah, you, you get clarity with it. Yeah, and you know, and that... that <clears throat> that's taken me a while to learn. The one thing that I've been very strict with since day one, since we had Oakley, was that I do not work on a Friday or a Sunday. That's good. I like that. Friday, I have a day with Oakley. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, I think to this day, in two and a half years, I've worked two Fridays. 
I like that. that. That's great. That was in a trade-off for me having a holiday with the family and that I wanted to make up sessions for people. Yeah, to I, I see your stories where, like, where you've gone round the heath with him, you've gone for lunch, you've gone for your meals. Yeah. It's great. You know, and I think that's, that's really important for me. I was yeah. adamant that I was going to spend that time with my son. Like, you know, we go to Flip Out, we go to Petersfield Lake, we just, you know, just chill out. Yeah. You, know, you, you want to be present. You want to be there. Absolutely. And, you know, and when I was... When he was very young, he'd sleep for like two, three hours in that day and I could still get a lot of work done. So I was doing like online check-ins and things when he was sleeping. That's good. Now, yeah. like he sleeps for 20 minutes if you're lucky. <laughs> sort of just about made myself a cup of coffee and tidied up the kitchen and he's awake again and wanted to do something else. So yeah. I've had to change over the last sort of year hugely what I've done and, and yeah. had to get comfortable with actually I can't work on a Friday like at no. all. Like it's not done. I tried to, and I tried to keep hold of it. Yeah. And then my clients were suffering because I was missing check-ins for clients and having to do them on the Saturday. Um, so I've had to restructure how I do things from that regard. How have you structured? Changed. Yeah. How have you structured it? So what? So, what is your process now? How do you? What do you do with your clients? So I have uh, clients uh, Monday to Thursday, and then a Saturday morning for in-person clients. Yeah. And that sort of I I tend to do. Uh, six through to about eleven in the morning, and then through sort okay. of four to eight in the evening, and I have a gap there. Mondays is my day for online client check-ins, so I finish yeah. straight away, sort of eleven o'clock, and I do check-ins right the way through. Perfect. And then that, in turn, then for having like a sort of flat-out day, allows me to have an afternoon with Juliet and Oakley somewhere. Yeah, that's great. Um, we don't spend a lot of time together as the three of us. You know, by the time I'm home in the evenings, you know what it's like with working hours at PT. Oakley's often in bed. So yeah. that allows me to nip home, luckily being close to the gym where I can, 10 minutes down the road, I can go and see them. Uh, but it also allows me to work on, on admin and, and things outside of sessions, which people don't see goes into personal training. They, yeah. think, well, they, they fixate on the price per session yeah. and they don't take into account all the hours of work you have to do sat at a computer. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, programming and, and creating yeah. content, you know, having backlogs of videos and documents for your it's clients ridiculous. to be able to read through. Yeah, and especially when... Like, it's not bad for me, but I can imagine you as well. Like, having a mortgage, you have so many more expenses than I do. The fact that you have, you have people that are doing really well on social media, but they have the money to pay a videographer to film and edit their content. They just, they just tell them, this is what I want to include. This is what should be in it. They get it done. And the only thing that they do is, you know, they write the caption and they post it. Whereas for someone like myself and you is it's we come up with the idea, we film it. We edit it, we post Absolutely. it, and that that is like what you see on social media is like you might see a workout video that's like five exercises, but that's taken thirty to forty minutes to film because you want to get a good angle. Then the editing process, making sure you're getting informative stuff in there. Like I've seen you with your captions on yours, it takes ages because on captions you've got to hand write that all in, you've got to type yeah. it in, and if you're talking about stuff in depth, you've got a lot to write and. Yeah. Then before you know it, you've spent two to three hours editing a video that when you post it, yes, you're helping out a lot of people. It might not get a lot of traction like others, but then doing that constantly uh, every single day or every other day, like that's hard because then you've got to run a business. Like you said, you're admin. You've got to do all your, you know, your invoices. You've got to document everything. Um, you've got to do all your taxes, which I'm yeah. learning. Which for the, the last three months, I fucked up completely because I was doing it wrong. So <laughs> I've got to make sure this year everything's right. We've all done that, mate. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't doing it properly. Like I, I've got every all my money's and stuff's put away, but like 
invoices and things like that. Yeah. I wasn't getting the right uh, statements. I was getting the wrong things. But like you said, it's a, everything's a learning curve. But people just it see is. the final product and like they're quick. They're quick to judge and go, "Oh, that was rubbish." I'm like, "All right, I appreciate. I appreciate it. Constructive criticism." Yeah. But they don't see the hours that goes into running a business. And it's not like I'm complaining or anything, but it's like, this is what we signed up for. People exactly. got to be, people got to understand, do you want to go self-employed or do you not? Because when you're not self-employed, you're working for a company, the company take the blame. Anything goes wrong, it's on yeah. them. When it's your company, your name, everything's on you. And you've got to multitask loads. Yeah, it's, you have to be very efficient. But look, mate, I, don't, I think you'll agree... I'd rather work a hundred hour week for myself than a forty hour week for someone else. Oh, I yeah. It's yes. not all. It is not all. You know, cocktails, no. margaritas, and no. rainbow. Like far from it. No, um, I, I I totally agree. I've probably since the last sort of six months of our business, it's coincided with being in the studio, but it's not the reasoning for it. it has been mm. the hardest of my time being self-employed. Yeah. Um, and probably the first time in my life. Yeah, uh, I can say that my mental health has suffered. Yeah, I, I was, was going to get onto that. It's it's coincided with a lot of things. It's coincided with I've had a really bad shoulder injury. Yeah, I saw. Um, in your stories, that really got me down. You know, it's getting to the point. Where How I'm long has that been for now? Because it's been for a oh, while, hasn't it? But this has actually been going on. Like it's the same. It's a reoccurring injury I've had from being an idiot. Because it is it's, it's, it's a tear, wasn't it? It's a tear. It well, I. I I, I think it must have been. It was sort of inconclusive on the scans, but for the severity and the pain that I was in, it must have been a tear. Oh. But I was absolutely adamant that I wasn't going to have more surgery. I've had so you've already surgery. had surgery previously on it? Not on my shoulder. I've had loads of knee problems. When oh, okay. And the rehab route is so much longer once you've done that. And yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to be out of work completely. You know, it would have been a couple of, yeah. probably at least a couple of months off work. I mean, I was... I'm very lucky that one of my closest friends is a is a physiotherapist. Amazing. Um, and I'm also very lucky that one of my other friends, like I said, is James. So yeah, he knows uh, a lot. And having the knowledge myself, I knew what I had to do, but it got me down so much. That's hard. Yeah. I couldn't train. I was, you know, it got to a point where I couldn't even hold weights to do Damn. like lower body work. Like, I, I, I know I, I can relate to that because I had a shoulder problem for three years and I couldn't I couldn't do the same. It's yeah. frustrating, right? And it really got me down. That yeah. coincided with a big sort of change in, in how business had to work because this is the first time that I've ever had to market. Don't forget, I was yeah. in a busy gym with 4,000 members. You and me both. <laughs> where everybody knew me. I'd been at that, I'd worked for that company mm. in some capacity for 13 years by the time I went wow. in. Wow, that, that's a long time. I'd been everything from a gym instructor to a, a duty manager. Yeah. You know, the customers knew me, the client, like everyone knew me. I was really in my comfort zone. It was, to be perfectly honest, easy for me in that, that facility because of the yeah. level I was at and the experience I had comparatively, you know, it was easy for me to be busy. Sure. Um, and I always recommend that everyone spend some time working in a commercial gym. It's a really good place to hone your yeah. skills. Yeah, uh, I, I, could, I couldn't go straight into being self-employed. I have my own business anyway, say, say that. It is difficult. Um, and I, I'd always recommend people spend some time because it's a different type of training and it's a really yeah. good environment to learn in. It's quite a safe environment to learn in. Um, and I would say to people, if you can't get busy in a commercial gym with that sort of standard, then you probably shouldn't be a personal trainer. No, 
I, uh, I agree with you. Because if you're good at your at your job and you learn and you take on board the learn, you know the, the learned skills, yeah. then you can get busy in a big gym like that. Yeah. So it's and, a really good place yeah. to start. I think I could even be. I even thought at one point, am I am I still a bit too early to jump ship and go self-employed? Time will tell. But again, from learning, surrounding people, surround myself yeah. with people like yourself, James, and constant, constantly learning. I, yeah. I think you'll be it'll be all right. But if you want to keep learning, like you mentioned, um, yeah, you you'll get busy. Yeah, and there's there's a lot to learn, and, and again, this is sort of probably some some advice that you'll find, that you might want to take on yourself. Is yeah, that you, please. You'll get to a point where uh, you have to invest. To learn something that you don't know so we yeah. at the minute are working with phil graham okay uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know if you follow phil on anything not um, at the moment no I'll, really, I'll, I'll write it down actually really recommend him guy called phil graham lovely guy very genuine guy very successful in the fitness industry um and he now is uh, i suppose effectively a business mentor for fitness professionals awesome. so all three of us tom chris and i are actually all going through his stronger business program at the moment yeah and i've learned so much and we're halfway through now so awesome. how long is it for in. so this first one's an eight-week program and it's really oh, designed wow. to streamline your business that's awesome um create core products uh, really, sort of direct yourself towards what you want to be working in yeah. your niche, your niche client, you know your your specialist area, um, and really designing your business to rotate around that core product. Because yeah. as you know yourself, mate, as a fitness professional, there are so many things that you want to go there. Do you want to be a class trainer, a small yeah. group trainer, um, a one-to-one trainer? Do you want to have member sites, ebooks, do you want to do YouTube, all these things, like, do you want to sell supplements, do you want all these things that you can get distracted by, and at the end of the day, unless you've got a core product that <clears throat> fills your business, then you're going to be struggling, because what you're going to have is multiple streams of revenue that all do okay, Yeah. nothing that is very good. I, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you there, I feel like I'm in that position right now, Yeah. in the sense of, I have different sources of income, but nothing's, it's like, okay. And I yes. think I'm just in that transition point of what do I actually want to fully commit to? What do I really enjoy doing? And one of them is I love making content. I love making videos. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, do I then go down the online route or do I not? And personally, as much as, yes, there may be more money online, for the person that I am, I need that interaction one-to-one. Uh, I, I couldn't just be sat at home all day doing online check-ins and things like that. I, I couldn't do it. That's why I love my classes so much because I love yeah. that feel. And what oh, really got me doing that was great. when I was at Midhurst and they asked me to do the classes, I was like, oh, I'm not really too sure. I'm more of a one-to-one PT um, type guy. I did one class and I fell in love with it because I love the atmosphere in there. I love everyone working together and tr- um, people who didn't even know each other. And then they come in and like, yeah, we went on a night out or we're now really good friends. I was like, oh, I love that. What it's all about, mate. And this yeah. is, there is again, there's one really strong bit of advice that I actually took from Lift the Bar. Yeah. That I say to everyone now is you have to remember that for any type of client, whether that's a class client, uh, you know, an online client, um, an in person client, their 45 minutes to one hour that they spend with you a week could be the best hour of their week. Wow. wow. Yeah. And, you, and that, that's genuine as well. Like, there could be people that we always know, right? You never know what's going on behind closed yeah. doors. I felt that, yeah, that's true. That one hour or two hours that you spend with a client in the gym could be the best two hours of their life. 
And That's if so you're true. not invested in them, then you're just doing them such a disservice. Yeah. You know, and, and I've, I've, that's really stuck with me. That was one of the first things, I, I forget who it was, that it may have even been on their podcast that I heard someone say it, and um, this was a few years ago, and it really stuck with me, and I've always sort of taken that approach ever since. Yeah. That's so, so, that's so true. And it's, it's, it's one of the, it's the best hours of my week. Like, if, yeah. I'm, not, if I'm not with my clients, I'm like, I'm, I'm agitated. I'm like, I, yeah. I want to I wanna see how they are. Like, I, I feel like I'm a pain sometimes because I, I, I message them too much. I'm like, so how's the week going? Are you keeping on track with this? Is there anything that you're struggling with? Do you want to change anything with the program? To the point I'm like, I even say to them, um, are you okay with how much I'm talking to you? That No, I, I like it. It's good. I, I appreciate yeah. it. And some of them quick to say to me, look, can we just, it is a little bit overwhelming. Can we cut it down? Like, yeah, that's fine. No worries. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be too much than too less. Absolutely, and see, this is the kind of thing that goes on outside of sessions. That ultimately, we know that habit change is the key to most people yeah. change their, their selves physically. Yeah. And we've got, we haven't got much control over that as a trainer, but we've got a lot of influence over it. Yeah. And this is where that contact outside of it can make such a difference. There is no use just seeing a client for one session a week, sending them away on their own. There you go, there's your MyFitnessPal, there's your program, track everything, see you next week. Yeah. Like, what do we expect? But yeah, that's still happening. Now, that to the point where I no longer take on clients that I can only work with me one day per week. Oh, really? Okay. I don't feel like I can, yeah. uh, like I said, control yeah. enough of what they need to do. Certainly for beginners, like for beginner clients yeah. that have got, that need a lot of coaching, um, to even get up to speed to be able to train yeah. to the and the level that they need to really make changes yeah I just really feel that I need to be with people more more frequently so I've, I've realised that as well now yeah like I've, I've got that, a client that hasn't made like sufficient progress in the last three months because he's doing what he's only doing one 30 minute session a week yeah it's just That's, not enough it's not enough at all but it's difficult because with everything we speak about, there's always a caveat. And yeah, um, you know, I've got clients that have been with me for two years and haven't lost any weight. They said to me when they came out they wanted to lose weight, but that yeah. wasn't their real reason why they were there. You know, and there are multiple ways in which we can gauge improvement. For sure. Um, you know, and just the fact that someone's mental well-being has improved, but they've not dropped a pound, like that's a win. That, like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, people are still going to be healthier when they're exercising and lifting weights, regardless of whether they drop weight. If they're not in a dangerous weight level where their their immediate health is at risk, yeah, they're still going to be healthier. They're still going to be improving their, their sure. general quality of life. Yeah, and so it isn't all about that. But no. when it does come to that for my clients, I just feel that I can I can make so much more progress with them. So now, basically, people have two options of working with me. We do. Um, two sessions a week for 12 weeks yeah. uh, a block or three sessions a week for 12 weeks yeah. um, and that's kind of just part of how my business operates that's my core products as such that's that's where I can make the most change to people and where that's I can good. help people the most so um, that's, I, I like that actually um, I'll take that into consideration I'll write that down it's, a, it's a good thing to learn but and then also I mean I don't know whether you use anything but we use uh, we use PT distinction software. I saw that because you changed from uh, what's it called? I've just switched from my PT, my PT hub. hub. Yeah, I didn't like my, I didn't really like my PT hub to be honest. You didn't. Well, I, I it was okay, but there were some yeah. things that I wanted because I started with just using um, 
I was using X. I was using like, Google Sheets. Google Sheets. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, like, yes, it might look presentable. I didn't feel like it was very functional when they come to use it on their phone. That, and that's what I don't like. See, Tom and Chris use their iPads, and they still use Google Sheets to track everyone. Yeah. I use Google Sheets for online clients that yeah. are doing that, a... That's what I do. But I still only use them for people that are doing a, um, like a, a body image goal. So if we're doing a photo shoot okay. or if we're doing a show, yeah. I will track because I feel we need to track more meticulously. Yeah. But for most general pops clients, they don't need to be tracking their, their fat and their carbs sort of meticulously no. every single yeah. day. I'm still currently using Google Sheets and Google Docs for a We can integrate Google Sheets straight into PT Distinction. It's fantastic. Okay. So yeah. it literally integrates into your sheet so that a client can see their sheets on their PT Distinction. Yeah. Um, and then you, you can use all of the scheduling, going back to about all the messaging and things. So I've got multiple groups set up. So when somebody joins up, they get dropped into a welcome pack group. Oh, awesome. And everything is then automated for 12 weeks. Everything is automated when their check-ins need to be done, when they need to update their progress photos. So that allows – now, that's that's written by me, you know, from my knowledge of my own program. Yeah. I know when to do this. So it's not like I'm just paying a robot to do it. No. I've set it up for what I know they need to do. For sure. But that allows me to spend more time focusing on other aspects of my business, focusing more on my clients and dealing with inevitable fires that arise every day that you need to put out. Yep, for sure. And spend, spending more time with my family and, and with myself, to be honest. So um, things like that are a really good way to go down. A really good route is automating the parts of your business that that need that don't need to be run hands-on, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm, I'm learning that all as we speak. Uh, yeah. There are some things where you're like, yeah, I, I can get this done automatically, but I've been doing everything by hand, everything. I'm it's, it's, it's crazy. Because once you get... Because where you don't know... Like, I've not uh, seeked uh, advice or help from anybody else. Like, everything I've just been doing on what I think would be the right thing to do. Yeah. And then when you start getting other people's advice, like speaking to yourself or others, I then look at that and go, that is such a more efficient way of doing it. Why don't I think of that? Exactly. And I've, I've done the same. And you also have to swallow a bit of pride sometimes. Oh, and yeah. That maybe like your way wasn't the best way. Right. And um, if, if you go into it thinking you know everything, it's like you're, exactly. you're soon going to be mistaken and people are going to put you in your place. Go into it. You're a sponge. Soak it up. There's people out there do, doing a hundred times better than you are. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, people are going to be better than you. They, yeah. they're, they're always going to be more successful than you can be. Um, not, you, you know, you might be that person that gets to the top then amazing, like that's great. But just try and work on being the best version of yourself, and of course. just and again, your it's for your clients. Yes, you've got to make yeah. a living, but your client, your service needs to benefit your clients to the most. And it, you know, all clients are different; they have different goals. And like you said, their barriers of you had that client that came to you, and you know, it wasn't really that she didn't lose weight at all, not really within two years, but that yeah. deep down wasn't actually her goal. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's completely it's complete different. For people. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure that out with some clients. Now I'm like, where you, like you said, you don't have control over. It. I've I've controlled in one thirty minute session, and yeah. there's I'm limited to what I can do that's going to affect this person within thirty minutes, one day a week. And I'm, yeah. I may even suggest if they want to do um, the two, uh, I'm probably going to suggest it now, especially speaking to you because it's like they don't they don't do anything else, and they're also a big they they like drinking their alcohol. They're very sociable. And yes. 
what they didn't realize is how much how many calories are in a pint how much how many calories are in certain yeah, alcohols people never do no and they can doubt for them on a night on just a chilled night with some friends they can put six pints uh, down and what they don't realize is that can easily be two to three thousand calories which is past what your maintenance level is what you should be consuming for the day and if you're meant to be in a deficit to lose the weight you're, yeah. you're, you're eating double what you should be absolutely and what a lot of people is and I always say this to people it sounds funny saying it considering it's our job yeah exercise is not a good method of fat loss no and it does not burn as many calories as people like to think it does and this is why you see people that do yeah. 10 exercise classes a week and still struggle to lose weight yep um, it just simply just does not burn the calories that people would like it to no so it doesn't always work that way and yeah like I said in, in, to truly change we need to, to approach things like differently for, for so many different clients yeah but I, I had people come to me like I do all this exercise I'm like yeah, but the exercise isn't the issue. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, exactly. you could be working out five days a week and do an hour and you're, you're burning a thousand calories. But I'm like, it's, yeah. it's what are you putting inside of your body? They're like, oh, um, you know, it's fine. I'm like, okay. Then we, we dive into it. I'm like, all right, do a food diary for me. They put everything into it. I'm like, oh, so you have Domino's pizza three times a week. <laughs> yeah. um, and in the evening, you like a Ben and Jerry's. And I'm like, yeah mentally you feel amazing because you're working out which is great but you're not reaching that goal of you want to lose the weight and but then when it comes to changing it they're like they don't do it yeah and exactly it, that yeah, habit change is the yeah. key and but isn't yeah. it um, something James taught me as well and something I came across is anyone over the age of 25 it's very hard to influence them to change the habits unless it's from environmental factors so for example if someone's going to they go to the doctors and they're like in six months you have a high risk of having a heart attack yeah. and they're like oh my gosh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave my wife, I'm going to leave my kids, I need to sort myself out. So they do everything they can to get healthy again. They, but they yeah. don't do it for themselves. Absolutely. And I even spoke about this the other day. Like people, I've even had clients where I've had to make them go to different supermarkets to shop because people okay. are so habitual by nature that you mindlessly do things without even realising that you do it. You've walked in the same pattern at the same time on the same day and bought the same food without even realising it's in your trolley that's so and, yeah and people do it like you ask somebody to do a 24 hour recall on their diet and uh, I've, you know every client I've ever met or well, they eat salad yeah and I'm like are you sure about that like because <laughs> this doesn't look like there'd be an issue like if that's all you eat like you've just eaten about 400 calories you told me yeah we have a problem if you try and keep weight on and it, but it's people become like I said so naturally so habitual it's just very easy to fall into those bad habits and destructive habits and hard to create new ones yeah because it takes effort it takes a lot of effort yeah um, they, want, and they want a quick fix they do want a quick fix a lot of people do happen. and no. habits take time and they take <laughs> frequency more than anything else they take frequency to change yeah. and we have to do things often to, to yeah. make change and Unfortunately, it takes for a lot of people, like I said, a, a big event yeah. to make true change. And even then, like you, you just attest to yourself, the change is normally for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's not for them. It's it's for other people. Exactly. It, it has yeah. to be for you. Exactly that. And somebody who's very good about that. If you ever read Ignite the Fire or listen to Ignite the Fire, no. Like, but again, I've seen you talk about it. A very good thing there, and, and he he speaks about this about um, the selling clients what they call the little red dress program 
Ah, uh, yeah, and, you say. and the way he explains it is, you know, a, a sort of, you know, 40, 45-year-old lady comes to you, says, look, I'm really unhappy, I want to lose £10. Well, for starters, like, why is a client picked £10? Like, why is that number come to their mind? Yeah. As you, you sort of find out more, that the reason that it's £10 less is because when she was £10 less, um, she could fit in her favourite little red dress. Yeah. And the reason why she likes that little red dress is because it's the dress she was wearing the night her husband proposed to her in the most amazing hotel she's ever been in. Yeah. Um, and she's got such a strong emotional attachment to that dress that's what £10 represents to her. Not not yeah. the, the look, anything like that. £10 yeah. represents to her the feeling of that night in that yeah. dress. Her husband's going to look at her better because she's £10 less. And, exactly. So, yeah. and, and that's what, that is what it's about. That's, that's what people mean when they say about finding clients why. Yeah. And that's why people, they look at personal training and go, oh, personal training's easy. I'm like, you might think taking a session is easy. All right? Yeah. Once you know how to structure a program and it's your client's goals, yes, like... To an extent, that, that might look fairly easy, but you don't understand the mental game that goes into it, is how do you get the client to do it? You've hit the nail on the head, mate, exactly that. Delivering sessions is easy, it's enjoyable, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it is, and the, and the better you get it at training, the quicker it will become, you know, yeah. the, the templates you've written, the quicker you can set clients up. For sure. You know, and then you can focus, and this is where it comes down to, like I said, the automation. The more stuff like that that you've got pre-done, the more time you can spend working on what really needs to be worked on. Yeah, I, to I totally agree. How do you deal with clients, so for example, when they want to lose the weight? So for some PTs that might be listening and like they don't want their clients just to obsess about the scale all the time, like how many times would you say is a good amount that their clients should maybe weigh themselves a week? Should they constantly weigh out their food? See, it's, it depends what sort of stage they come to. Obviously, yeah. you have to take into account... Um, People may come to you with sort of very disordered eating, yeah. um, and you know, which case I would say to people, the first thing, the first rule of, of being a personal trainer is do no harm. And if somebody comes to you a with it with an actual eating disorder or with a very very long history of eating disorders, you should refer them out to a nutritionist Straight or a diet. Away. Yeah. Um, but the I like all of my clients if they've never tracked before I like all of my clients to spend a short period of time tracking yeah. food I was going to say I do that I give them no I give them about a week or no more than two weeks just so they can see yeah. and really get a good scale of portion sizes and sometimes I even get people to do um, like two days during the week and two days over the weekend Got it. so okay. you can get a, a sort of bigger picture of what their habits are like yeah but A it's a and I'll quite often just get them to track like calories and protein yes um, to get people, like you said yourself then, an idea of actually what portion sizes are like um, and to start thinking a little bit more about how they're eating. Now, what I quite often do is I'll move in and out of periods of tracking with clients. If clients are bang on it, they've spent a little while tracking. It's fine, now, there's yeah. sort of a, a bit of time if they stop tracking when they're still very mindful of their food. Yeah. And they also tend to carry on eating the same sort of stuff. So when you see all these like... Um, ex-bodybuilders and ex-bikini competitors and things they're like oh yeah you don't have to track your food Yeah, uh, I just intuitively eat stop tracking I'm like no you've had an eating disorder for most of your life and you eat the same food yeah. as what you did when you were tracking you just don't put it in my fitness pal yeah. um, but most people to a less extreme extent will carry on eating the same way as when they were tracking for a little period of time for sure and then if that happens to then derail when it's not working then I'll put them back on tracking again for a while yeah similar to what I've done I just, um, yeah I just want to see what you what stuff that you do and if um, it, other people can relate to that as well yeah. you don't have to track but 95% no. of my clients will in some yeah. capacity 
And like, um, like you mentioned before, it depends what stage your client is in and where what they are currently um, doing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It very much just, um, depends where they're at. And it's obviously not one approach. Certainly doesn't no. fit all clients. But For sure. it kind of, it does, but with a different method. Yeah, yeah, and, totally agree. And that's just trying to find the... The, you know, that might be for some clients, rather than tracking with my fitness pal, they might send you photos of their food. Yes. Um, rather than tracking my fitness pal, they might just write down what they've eaten at the end of each day. You know, there is still a method of tracking. Yeah. Um, doesn't always have to be as meticulous as tracking with my fitness pal all day. I agree. I think one, one thing I'm having with clients as well is they are eating healthy, but so you would have heard it like, uh, what, what was it? Um, flexible dieting. So like yes. people enjoy some good foods while still maintaining at their um, calories for the day for, say, being in a deficit. So I've done that and struck that with some clients, and it's really helped. But when they have that treat, they still feel guilty for it. Yeah, because it's they, really... Yeah, they've got themselves, like, everything has to be healthy 100% of the time. I say to them, I was like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm saying to you, I, couldn't, I could do that, but it's not sustainable long term. No, exactly that. You want to and that that comes into the balance lifestyle too. It does. It does come into a big balance of lifestyle. And I used to, again, when you you listen to a lot of other people, like there be people you sort of almost made to feel like you're doing something wrong with that client because you can't yeah. change their mindset. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that some people, by their very sort of being, are all or nothing. For sure. And uh, using phasic dieting in those sort of. Um, scenarios is really really beneficial now i don't know if you again i speak about it on social media a lot i know a lot of people disagree with it i've had people message me and say that they, they disagree with me which is fine yeah we don't we're not in agreement you know I, I i can justify my my approach yeah i like aggressive dieting with clients certainly at the beginning yeah and there's there's multiple reasons for that firstly from a point of view as a trainer it creates buy-in and if yeah. you've got a client who comes to you and they're like, I've tried everything and not lost any weight, you need to lose weight quick, otherwise they're not going to buy into you either. Yeah. And then you're just another thing that they've tried and failed at. So you need yeah, to I see, I see that. quickly. Yeah, I see that. So I will use that as a, as a method quite often, if I feel it's safe and, and appropriate to do so as a client. The other thing is, as well, is as we know, like yes, we're constantly trying to build habits, but motivation will peak and trough throughout the year. Now... They're using a phasic diet approach allows us to go hard when that motivation peaks. So yeah. now it's on January, everyone is on it. So yeah, make progress. Like if you're really hyper motivated for the next six weeks, yeah. then smash the next six weeks out of the park, make some real good progress. Then with a view to maintaining rather than backtracking over the next month when motivation has dipped or you've got a lot of social events or a lot of, you know, everyone's got that one month of the year where there's about 50 birthdays. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, yeah. So we don't want to be that person that's trying to bloody track your, your meal out every night. No. So we just have to accept that, say, right, well, what we're going to do, we're going to be sensible. You've built in new habits. You know, we can save a few calories here. We don't have to track. You can skip breakfast or skip lunch and still eat your meal out and have a few drinks. Yeah. And we want to maintain or damage mitigate you know, if, if a client's lost ten pound in January, and then they want to have three weeks relaxed where they only gain a pound back, well, they've still lost nine pound. Yes. You know, and it's looking at fat loss as a bigger picture like that that has helped me uh, change clients' approach to it, and oh, understand sure. that uh, when they know that they're going to have another period of dieting to keep reaching their goals. Yeah. 
help them relax a little bit and have a bit of period off um, in a sort of uh, competition world we call it diet breaks right but for most people yeah. life gives us diet breaks inadvertently um, 100%. and we don't have to structure them quite as strictly same as a deload like most general pops clients never need a deload no you know, they never train intensely enough consistently enough to warrant a deload so because life happens a holiday a, a week off ill you know things like this happen for sure so phasic dieting is a really good way of doing it and just uh, allowing your clients to really go hard when they, they're feeling it and allowing them to back off and you just maintain through periods when they're not. Okay, no, I, I, I like that. And it's, it's nice to get other people's opinion of, of it. Cause yeah. like, I guess there's no, there's no right or wrong to, a, to an extent. And no. I, I, I do agree with the fact of you saying going aggressive at first because like you mentioned it being one for you to keep the client. They, they need to see that result quickly. And that goes back to saying you need to know each client is different. Like for them, they, they, they said it, they know every, they've tried everything. You, yeah. have to, you have to pull someone out of the bag. So it's, it's not always um, the, yeah. the easiest thing to do. So um, what, what are your goals uh, for 2020 with regards to your business? Because you've been at that new gym now for how long did you say? Was it three no, no, it's not nine, even that, no, this is our ninth month. Is it ninth month? Wow! And quick, did, did you have to? Yeah, did you? Nine. Was all the equipment already there, or did you have to invest in and get all that as well? No, most of it was already here. Oh wow! So, okay. Um, you know, we brought in a lot of accessory equipment, but generally yeah. most of it was here. So we're we're certainly here now to the middle of this year. Amazing. Um, our longer term goals as a, a sort of a trio are hmm. to get our our actual own facility, like individually. Right, yeah. That will be the three of us. Under one branding, under one company. Oh, so you still all work together then? They'll all work yeah. together, but at the minute we're all here in our own rights. Yes. Uh, you know, as self-employed personal trainers. Now that doesn't mean that Tom Phillips Fitness will will dissolve. Now, you know, I can still carry on operating other things outside of that. But, and you just uh, done uh, created an online business, isn't it? Is it Evolution? Yes, yeah, yeah, That's exactly. That. Well. So I needed to have something with a bit more branding to it, and that is with a view. I really I love the start of that too. I think it really stands out. I like it. Good. Thank you. Or in something that that sort of said improvement, said something about yeah. developing yourself and improving yourself. And I went with either Ignite or Evolution. I appreciate that there's multiple other companies with similar sort of names, but yeah. um, let's face it, if, if every time someone else did something, you'll know this with social media, we are worried about doing something similar, we'd never do anything. Uh, 100%. 100%. So you, you, you do your own spin on it, yeah. all right? So, so would you then uh, create a company like you said it'd be one for all three of you and then again yeah. um tom phillips fitness will just be underneath that yeah think of it as i mean i know that you you wear a lot of stuff as well christian guzman without yeah. Philippe, still got cg fitness right yes that's still his thing so you doesn't matter what else you've got you can be sort of blanketed or another company and still mm. have your own brand and that's that's kind of what yeah. we goal three um we're looking loosely at other facilities um Maybe somewhere bigger, maybe somewhere of a membership base that we can have actual members in. That'd be cool. Rather than just a private studio. Yeah. Um, that's sort of our goal right now, like I said, we're all just really mega focused working with Phil and Which really awesome. um, streamlining and optimizing our business. Yeah. That's definitely something I will invest in doing. When you get the money together, I yeah. will invest. I, I just I need to create a better foundation because bearing in mind this is only my f- this is going into my fourth month of being self-employed, yeah. so I still got a long time to build that foundation yeah but it's really it's really impressive so i'm looking forward to what it brings for you 
Thank you. Which yeah, is going to be really good. Well. Like I said, we, we kind of, that's our long-term goal right now. We're just enjoying where we're at. Yeah, but that's still be, that, I take it that's still be Chichester-based, won't it? Or close to, yeah. Close I mean, to. it makes sense. We all live, I live in Emsworth. Um, Tom lives in Bognor. Chris actually just moved to Southsea. Okay. Uh, so with his, uh, with his other half, they sort of like the Southsea lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so we're all sort of close. So anywhere between those sort of, areas would suit us fine we're just trying to find we're not going to jump into anything until we find no, the right place no for sure um, <laughs> and yeah just right now we're loving where we are we're enjoying working with all our clients and we've Which got a great, great yeah and it's amazing and what I realised and I actually did a, I put this up on my Instagram and did a tweet on it actually and one person that made me change the way I thought about this was Gary V in the sense of when he was working for his dad because he built his dad's liquor store from like I think he was yeah. working there from like 14 years old or something through to when he was like 34 years old so he took it from a 3 million to like a 60 million pound business he took um, it online yeah like yeah he did he, yeah. Um, he put it on there because he was doing like his um, wine channel wasn't he uh, wine yeah. library or something like 5 days a wine week wine library that's it yeah and he said how like his guys work his old school mates were working on Wall Street and they'd come in with their BMWs at like the age 27 come in and ask for the this certain alcohol we'd go down to the basement and get it and they'd be laughing at him and inside he was like just wait just wait and talk about patience and time and he was like he's now just turned 34 no 45 I think yeah um and he made me think and it was like if you're 20 years old you have so much time like he's like 40 years old is young 50 years old is young so I'm like I have 20 years old I'm 20 years old I look at 40 as being ridiculously young like how much time I have so the fact that you're 34 is incredibly young and you you just said about your goals of having your own place well you could do that within the next three years whatever what you're doing with um the with phil graham learning everything putting everything into practice in a couple of years the goals that you have it'll come to fruition it'll be great that's the plan that is the plan and it's, it's awesome man. it's really really good so um where where can people find you so what are your social medias so, just if anyone um, now wants to get a good understanding and see yeah, where you're at in, in, instagram's my main platform still is where i put out most of my content and i yeah. start daily on my stories and that's just at Tom Phillips Fitness double L in Phillips yeah um, amazing and then same Tom Phillips Fitness on Facebook Perfect. and then I've got uh, my website which is just Tom Phillips Fitness at either .co.uk or .com so Perfect. any of those avenues like I said I put stuff out sort of daily on my Instagram great stuff so yeah everyone definitely go and follow Tom I'd advise it I've learned a lot from him his stories his posts are very informative uh, if you ever need to message him feel free he will get back to you um, he's very good with that um, so thank you for coming on the podcast mate I really do appreciate thank you for it thank really enjoyed it no it's, it's, been, it's, been, long. it's been a really really good talk and yeah it was, it was overdue for sure we planned on doing it quite a few it times was. so yeah amazing <laughs> so thank you guys for listening and I'll see you in the next episode